We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show today. We are going to be going over our predictions from September the 9th. Let you, the listeners, check out how we did predicting the NFL season. We're going to go over some contenders and pretenders in the NBA. And of course, we are going to end with our Week 17 picks. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I'm always ready, Coop. So you keep saying that. And then week after week after week, judging by what's happened, you are not ready. Are you actually ready today? At a real 77%. I have little to no faith in you, and it's getting bad. But we'll see. Yeah, I want to say I believe in you, but I don't. I don't at all. Yeah, uh, for the listeners, I had back-to-back weeks of uh, combined. Sorry, back-to-back weeks at 10 and, what, 22 for the spread? Not good. And do you know how I did in those weeks? Do you remember? No, and no one cares. 19. I got 19 games right. Like a boss. 19. Just for record. That's almost double you. Double. It's pretty impressive. Uh, for all the listeners, if you think Coop's a credible person, he enjoyed the Matrix uh, sequel. So take that for what it's worth. It's not trustworthy. You're not wrong. Okay. I saw it at the premiere, okay? It was, a, it was an exciting time, okay? Keanu was in the building. Things were going was on. Was he really? Yeah, he was there. Oh, I didn't see it? him. No. Oh. So there was nine theaters, or like 11 theaters going. He was in theater two. I was in theater four. Oh, so he, he was, was in, the building. in the building. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I felt his aura, though, which was nice. Yeah. I just wish the movie was nice. But <laughs> Keanu's great. I like Keanu. Hey, Webb. Let's start with our NBA pretenders and contenders, okay? I was very surprised by some teams that I thought would be pretenders that are contenders and some contenders that are pretenders. Did you enjoy making your list today? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. So how I did it for the pretender for the contenders are teams that are not in the playoffs right now that I think will be there and will be a difference maker. And teams that have great records that will continue to have great records. I'll look at those two things. And then pretenders are teams with good records that I think will fall off a cliff. Is that roughly what you did? Uh, I did mine a little differently. Um, my pretenders, sorry, my contenders were not just non-playoff teams. They were teams who I thought um, underachieved. So they could be non-playoff teams. But they also could be like very low seeds, uh, yeah, who I thought were going to be higher seeds. That's what I have as well. So we're still okay. on the same page. Okay. Sure. I'm going to give you my first contender. Okay. A team that I think is not looking great right now, but I think will be will figure things out and be a contender. It is the Boston Celtics. As of today, they are 16 and 19, the 10 seed in the East. As of right now, the Tatum and Brown thing is not working out. I think it will end up working out. I don't think they end up trading Jalen Brown. I think they figure things out. I think this team could make serious noise from the playoffs. This, to me, is a top five or six team in the East that will get better as the season goes along. I think the Celtics are a real contender. Okay. Um, That's fair. That's fair. I thought the Celtics were a good team on paper. So I didn't expect them to be as bad as they are, but they can't shoot the three, man. And these guys can't get along Tatum and, and uh, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smith. But that's a good pick. Uh, for me, 
One second, I sorry. Have... Before, before you say one more thing, I should say as well that I have an ulterior motive there. I want to see Nia Long during a long playoff run. I just want to see her on the sidelines. So I am rooting for the Boston Celtics. Not to win the finals, because I hate Boston in general, but I love Nia Long so much that I'm hoping I get to see her more on TV. So it is an ulterior motive of my long-time love affair with Nia Long. That's fair, man. Um, so I did, like I said, I did mine a little differently. I actually have the Charlotte Hornets, who are currently a seventh, uh, seventh seed, but I think they should be way higher due to COVID and some injuries to players. Uh, you know, Lamelo Ball missed a lot of time. Uh, Gordon Hayward missed some time. Miles Bridges, um, Lee, uh, Terry Rozier. I think this team could be way better than 19 and 17, which is their record right now. I think they should, they could be much better than that. Um, I think they're a really good team and I think they are definitely a contender who right now may look like pretenders based on their record. LaMelo might be one of the five most entertaining players in basketball. Guys that I want to watch on a nightly basis. It's like Steph, KD, and him. He's just so much fun to watch. I agree. I agree, man. I like that pick. Charlotte, do you think they could make the Eastern Conference semifinals this year? Is that possible for Charlotte this year? Yeah, I think that's, okay. I think that's uh, very likely. Or very possible, I should say. Okay. My next contender, the Dallas Mavericks at 16 and 18. What? Luka Doncic is playing himself into shape. Come June, he's going to weigh 235 like he should, not 265, okay? So when the playoffs start mattering, he's going to be coming right along. Uh, KP's actually playing really well this year. He has not got hurt yet, which I'm going to knock on wood right now because that's for sure coming. But as of right now, he's healthy. I think when the playoffs start, Luka will play at an elite level. Kawhi is not there to stop him this year. He's not coming back. I, I think in the West... Luca is one of the five best players. I think that matters come playoffs. So I think the Dallas Mavericks have a real shot of winning a couple playoff series. So they are my next contender. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> Wait, why am I wrong? Why isn't that real? Because the Dallas Mavericks are exactly where they should be. I think Luca's way overrated. Uh, he's been, I mean, he's been good, but he hasn't really taken that leap. He's averaging probably about 25, 8 and 8. The team's about where it should be. I think they'll make the playoffs, but Luca's kryptonite is the first round. Uh, Luca's kryptonite two. is sweet tea. That's the yeah. script. Okay, just gonna figure this out. Definitely on the sweet tea, but uh, um, well, I'll get into that later. But another um, contender that I have actually, which will surprise some people, is the Toronto Raptors, um, who are currently the 11 seed. 14 and 17, their record is not indicative of the roster that they have. They have a very good roster. Coop, you and I were both wrong about Scotty Barnes. He is the front runner for Rookie of the Year. He looks not anymore. really good. The betting odds just changed about that. It's Franz Wagner now. Wagner, Wagner no. There's no way Wagner's beating Scotty I'm Barnes. saying the, the Vegas odds have him as the, as the front runner now. But that's because Barnes has missed time. But when it, Wagner hasn't. When the, when the season pans out and they see the body of work, especially how the Raptors record versus Orlando, Scotty Barnes is out. Some protocols right yeah. now. So but I could see I that. And, and, and Wagner had big games last week. But there's no way Wagner's been better than Barnes this year. And I have to admit, I was very wrong about this because so Scotty Barnes has been incredible. I still think that Suggs was the better pick long-term for Toronto. I, I stand by that. But 
Barnes is much farther along as a playmaker than I thought he was. His passing game is actually really, I think he's averaging almost five assists a game right now. Defensively, he has so much energy. He's been incredible, and I was very wrong about that. And I will not apologize to Scotty Barnes yet. <laughs> I need to see it for three years. Three years doesn't matter. He's a bit better than Jalen Suggs, so I'll apologize. And that's fair. That and my, my, my take was a little different. I wasn't really stuck on Suggs. I just thought Barnes was taken too early. And, I mean, I think the Raptors were fortunate. They hit the nail on the head. But I do stand by what I say that this happens a lot where they, not just the Raptors, but other NBA teams are high on these guys who share uh, a similar profile to Scotty Barnes, and it does not pan out. I think it panned out this time for Scotty Barnes, at least in the first 30, 40 games or so. But this isn't like a surefire um, uh, guarantee. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely apologize to Scotty Barnes because he's looked, honestly, he's looked, I've spoken to people and his outlook going forward looks better than Pascal Siakam's right now. Like where Siakam is right now at age 27, um, he seems to, seems to have hit his ceiling. Scotty Barnes' potential is through the roof where he is in his career. So I think the Raptors have a lot more comfort in trading someone like Pascal Siakam down the road uh, because they have a guy like, like Barnes and because they, I think they have a really deep team. They're the 11 seed right now. I think with a full roster, you know, whether it's injuries or, or, or you know, they've lost OG, who looked like their best player this season um, for a while with the hip injury, uh, you know, and a lot of, and then Siaka missed a lot of the, the season as well, uh, coming in from the, the, with the shoulder surgery and Boucher, who had a really good year last year, miss um, training camp. I think if this roster is healthy, this team can be really good. Do you think that Pascal Siakam will be on the Raptors in March? Because apparently he's been very available for trade. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know about the summertime, but I think he will be. Okay. Uh, Toronto is an interesting choice. And uh, yeah. you're always wrong about things, but good for you, Webb. Going on a little in here. Good for you. Thanks, Keith. My last contender is your Los Angeles Lakers. Thank they God. are the seven seed. They're at 17 and 19 right now. The last 10 games, they're four and six, which is a real, real great record for them. But come June, LeBron and AD healthy. I, who's going to beat those guys? Like, it's ridiculous. They don't care about the regular season. COVID has killed them pretty good this year, too. So is injuries. I don't think Russell Westbrook is a good fit on this team. Come playoffs, he just doesn't play defense. But I think to get into the playoffs, the Lakers are a dangerous team. I don't like betting against LeBron. LeBron is Webb's favorite player for a reason. He's an amazing guy. Amazing talent. And I think they're going to be there when it matters. I think they are probably the second best team in the West. If like everyone's healthy, the first or second best team, they terrify me. The Lakers are for sure contender. Thanks, Coop. I had my Los Angeles Lakers as a contender as well, despite their ugly record. Um, four and six in the last 10 games. It's interesting because I think they lost like six out of seven. It's been real bad for the Lakers. But, you know, due to injury and COVID, uh, health and safety protocols like AD, LeBron, um, Kent Bazemore. Uh, a lot of the players have missed time. Uh, Trevor Ariza, who they signed, missed a lot of time to start up. Um, Wayne Ellington, like it's, it, it's been a lot of injuries that they've had. They've used 20 different lineups so far in the season. They had LeBron playing at center against Houston the other night. Um, yeah, 17 and 19 is, is, is nothing and, and and with the playing games now, like you just have to linger 
in the you know the lower seeds to get into the playoffs. Lakers will be fine. Uh, I'm not worried. Yeah, they will be there to get to get destroyed by Phoenix again in the first round. That's going to happen two years in a row for the Lakers. So that's it's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward Remember, to it. If man, if AD never went down, that would have been a very different series, very different uh, outcome in the finals as well. If my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. But that's not what happened. So the look on your face is priceless. That was worth it. You're, you're a ridiculous human being. Okay. Let's move on to some pretenders. I think we are both going to agree on the first one. I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this is a feel-good story. I am very impressed with what they're doing. Ricky Rubio tore his ACL for the second time last night. They've been hit pretty hard with COVID stuff as well. I just... I don't think that Darius Garland by himself is enough. Sexton's out. Rubio's gone. Mobley's a rookie. He's playing amazing. He's probably the rookie of the year in terms of impact, but I just don't think they're going to be there when it matters. I think they're going to fall off, and I'm very impressed with this team. I thought they would be nowhere near 20 and 14 they are. I kind of don't think this team makes the playoffs, but I'm very impressed with them so far, but they are pretenders to me. I have them on my list as well. Uh, they're 20 and 14, but if you look at the landscape, and yeah, it was a surprise of the Eastern Conference. Look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference. You see teams that were hit hard by injury or health and safety protocols like Philly, who is only, uh, Philly has 18 wins, 16 losses. You know, teams like the Knicks and the Celtics and the Raptors and Atlanta, even Milwaukee's only the third team, third seed. These teams have been hit hard by injury or COVID. Um, so I think a lot of those wins went to teams like Cleveland. So like at the end of the day, um, you know, things are going to average out and Cleveland's going to sort of fall to the wayside. Um, but yeah, they lost. I'm surprised they're still doing well with Sexton out. Rubio's out, like you said. I think Garland is in the health and safety protocols as well. Evan Moby just came back. Like these guys are going to fall back to it. They're not making the playoffs. I hope they do because they're really fun. But like Kevin Love is playing well for them. Rubio is playing amazing. The depth was their strength. And those things continuing just seems so unlikely to me. But hope they do. I hope they stay strong because I really like watching them. Mobley's been incredible. Okay. Do you want to give a pretender or was that one of your pretenders? So I'll do a second one. That was one of my pretenders, yes. Okay. My second pretender is the Memphis Grizzlies. Right now they are 22... They were at 22 and 14. John Morant just came back from an injury. Uh, he just plays so violently. I don't think he can stay healthy. And when he's not healthy, Tyus Jones is not good enough to like sustain this. JJJ, huge injury risk. I just think injuries are going to derail this team. They're the four seed right now. And I, I don't think it stays. I think they're going to get passed relatively quickly. I think by April, they're like the nine seed. They'll probably be a playing game. I just don't think that with injuries that are coming, they're going to be able to maintain the four seed. I think I strongly disagree with you. Um, I had the Memphis Grizzlies as the four seed in my predictions. I think they're a really good team. Um, and they're a really deep team. John missed 12 games and the Grizzlies went 10 and 2. And they were actually a much better defensive team without John. I mean, obviously, Tyus Johnson's a. Is a, is a good defensive uh, player. Um, I think this team is really deep. You know, they've had injuries to Dylan Brooks. Uh, they've had COVID uh, protocols that sideline Dylan Brooks. 
obviously the injury to John Morant, um, you know, uh, just, a, just a whole bunch of other players. They have Desmond Bain, D'Anthony Melton, who really stepped up. Um, so I think this team, with or without John Morant, is still a, a, a scrappy, fun team to watch. And I think I think they're actually a contender. Like I, I disagree with you in that sense, but we'll see. I've seen your football picks, so I'm not too worried about you being a d- disagreeing with me. It usually works out in my favor, so we'll, we'll see. All right, taking we'll shots, Web. I'm taking shots today. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm humble this week, so we'll see. Who is your next pretender, please? Uh, this was actually my number one pick because just because they're a higher seed, it's the Chicago Bulls, Chi Town. Um, I didn't think they were going to be very good going into the season. Maybe I had them as like a ten or eleven seed. But right now they're the number two seed. Twenty-two and ten is their record. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine playing out of their minds. Lonzo Ball playing well. Alex Caruso, uh, Vucevic stepping it up uh, after a slow start to the season. And I just don't believe in this team. I think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, I don't think they'll drop from number two to not making the playoffs unless there's like a a, a major injury. Um, but I just don't believe in this team. I can see them slipping out of, you know, uh, the the higher seeds. Um, I just I just don't believe in them. Like I I think DeRozan and and Zach Levine will continue to play well, but I don't think this is a very deep team. Kobe White is stepping up, um, but just not a believer, man. I don't see them winning. Sorry, I don't see them getting the number two seed. Milwaukee's going to turn it on soon. The Celtics will turn it on soon. It's going to be tougher to to play teams like. The, the Knicks and the Celtics and the, and the Bucks. I think Indiana may even improve a little bit. It's going to be tougher with the Raptors. All these teams coming around. Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think they're going to. I think they're going to fade. I like Chicago a lot this year. Coming into the season, I didn't think it would work either. I thought they had too many guards, and I wasn't sure how it was going to work. Demar has been amazing. Alonzo signing has looked amazing. They're just they're so strong defensively. Which I predicted that Alonzo would do well in Chicago. Yeah. I thought this would not work. I didn't understand the signing of Lonzo, Caruso, Damara. I didn't think it made sense. But they had a plan. That plan is working very well. I'm not sure they stay the two seed, but I think this is a real contender in the East. I think that's one of the five best teams in the East. I think they're very good. And yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Chicago this year. I think they're they're very fun to watch. Okay. My third pretender. Give me the Utah Jazz. Uh this team just chokes in the playoffs every year. That's what they do. I think on our preview show, I had them as uh, their weakness being the playoffs. Still is. Won't change. Rudy Gobert cannot play playoff basketball. He gets played off the court, and when he stays on, they just destroy him. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Bogey. I like these teams, but I just know come playoff time, they're going to they're gonna fall. So they are a pretender to compete for the title to me. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like the Jazz are missing something, too. Uh, they'll probably be out second round, but they're not really going to make any noise in the playoffs. Um, my other, or another, con- sorry, another pretender that I have is uh, Dallas Mavericks. And they're you not even that a- good. How dare you? This they're was on purpose to take a shot at Luca because you're a bad person. That's all this was. They're the eighth seed. How dare you? I, they're not even that good. They are, they're the eighth seed. They're 16 and 18, tied with uh, Minnesota. I think that, uh, you know, people were really high on them. I think that people will attribute this to Luca 
you know, missing time for being lazy and gaining weight. Um, but I think this team is not going to do anything. They're going to do the same thing as the first, as they did in the first round last year. Bow out. And, uh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. AKA the Lakers special. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Wait, hold on a second. We're two seasons removed from a Lakers championship. We're two seasons removed from Luca, Luca legend, Paolo Luca, all this garbage that people are spewing on the internet. What has he done? What has he done? You want a title in a bubble. Where they couldn't let people leave. They just wanted to go home. Luca, Luca couldn't even win, win a series in the bubble. So I, I'll take the playing I'll Kawhi. Take He's playing Kawhi. Kawhi's a he monster. Didn't play, he didn't play Kawhi last year. Didn't Kawhi get hurt? No, he was, there. he was there. I swear Kawhi got hurt in the first round. He shut him down in game six and game seven. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's Kawhi. Well, that's how, that's how, you much, how much you hate Luca. You're making stuff up in your head. To attack no, him. like I, Luke, Kawhi didn't even guard Luca that much in the first little bit, and that's why Luca won those first two games and lost the other four, like he did two years in a row. Pathetic. Kawhi gave him a little <laughs> bit of hope. I honestly <laughs> thought Kawhi got hurt in the first round, but it must have been the second round. Um, Kawhi gave him a little bit of hope. All right, let you hype yourself up after winning uh, the first couple games, and I'll just sweep you after that. You are pathetic. Your hatred of Luca is. Disgusting, and cool. I'm not surprised. Cool. Look what I've been saying. I've been saying Luca's been overrated for a while. He gets paid this extension, this max money, and comes in overweight and misses time. Do I look silly? Dallas should have never given him that money. And I said they that from to. the beginning. They had to. What were their no, options? You don't have to. You don't. What are they going to do? Let him go? Just let him leave for nothing? Let him play it out. Sign him to the sign him to the fifth year. Let him play it out. Look at it. Look at him now. He came and he's in his what his fourth year. Yes. Come on, man! Like this guy got how many people fired? Come on, Coop. I don't think this is the year where you should be waving the Luca flag of all years. This is probably not the year. I criticized Luca as much as anybody when Carlisle left, coming out of shape. I've criticized Luca plenty, but and Donnie Nelson stepped up. Yeah, the Carlisle one was really funny though. That note yeah. he left. Where Jason Kidd and Luca deserve each other was the funniest basketball story of the year. <laughs> People don't remember how funny that was. This no. guy on his way out says, I hate this guy and I hate that guy. And I want yep. everybody to know. It was amazing. And, I, and I've, got, I've enjoyed that very much. And he got a job immediately. All I'm saying is Luca is excellent and you are a hater. All right. I want to see the accomplishments that Luca has, not just individual accolades on the Mavericks, like actual team accomplishments over the next three years or so. He'll never then reach AD's level of, of success by himself, right? He'll never, ma- he'll no, never match not, that. But I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying that. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking about, for him having a song about him, Paula Luca in his rookie season, way overblown. People need to relax. And you're seeing what happens with this diva now. You hyped him up, and this is the monster you guys created. So good luck, Dallas. That song slaps, and you are a hater. That's a great song. It was a, it was a Billboard top ten chart hitter. It was it was amazing. And now look at him. <laughs> okay, Webb. Let's move on to our predictions in football. Uh some some we look like geniuses for a couple things, and then there are some by me that are awful and. I'm going to be honest about those because I don't like lying to the listeners. I love lying to, to Webb and women. Besides that, I don't enjoy it at all. Webb, 
The playoff situations are almost cemented. How do you feel looking back on your picks you did this offseason? Before the season started, how do you feel you did? Uh, I had some hits, particularly, particularly in the AFC West. But I had some misses as well. So I feel I feel okay. Could have been worse. Has been worse in, in previous years. Okay, so I'm going to start in the AFC with what I predicted the playoff order would be. Okay. I said the one seed would be Kansas City. I had Cleveland as the two seed, Buffalo as the three, Tennessee as the four, the LA Chargers as the five, the New England Patriots as the six, and the Cincinnati Bengals as the seven. As of today, I have five teams correct with a very real chance that a sixth team jumps into this. I feel pretty good about those predictions. Do you have your AFC predictor? What you did for the AFC? Yeah, I'm going to have to try and see this order. So I had the Chiefs as the one, Cleveland as the two. Oh, I think I had Buffalo as the three, Tennessee as the four. I think I had... I think you had New England as the five. New England as the five. I think I had Pittsburgh as the six. And my seven seed, I believe, was Baltimore. Okay, so as of right now, the seven seed is Miami. But Baltimore and the LA Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders are all tied at eight and seven. So that could switch very easily. So one of us is going to look right. I feel really good about my prediction for Cincinnati during the playoffs. I think they are predicted to go like six and 10, six and 11 this year. I had them at 10 and seven, which is, I think is where they're going to finish. I feel great about that. Uh, my worst prediction on the year was Jacksonville at seven and nine. And the AFC, I have one worse in the NFC, which we'll get to in a second. What were your best and worst predictions this year in the AFC? Uh, yeah, so I had uh, the New England Patriots winning 11 games. That is possible this year. They're 9-6 right now. I had them going 11-6. and six. Um, It's possible that that happens. Um, I had Miami winning 10 games, going 10-7. and seven. Right now, they're currently 8-7. and seven. Uh, It's not a guarantee, but it could happen. Um, I had the Chiefs going 13-4. and four. They're 11-4 right now, and I think they can win the next two games. I had the Chargers going 9-8. and eight. The Chargers are currently 8-7, and seven, so that's a possibility. And I had the Vegas Raiders going 9-8 and eight as well, and they're currently 8-7, and seven, so that can happen as well. You killed the AFC West that I got pretty wrong. I had the Chargers, I had the Chiefs at 13 and 4 as well. I had the Chargers at 12 and 5, which hurts. I had Baltimore going 6 and 11. I thought they were going to fall off a cliff. And I felt pretty good about that for a little while this year. And Lamar has underwhelmed. And somehow they're winning football games. And they're losing football games in such stupid ways that they should have two more wins than they do. But that Cleveland at 12 and 5, I, I'm going to blame that on the injury to Baker. I think if Baker was healthy, I think we both had them him at them at twelve and five. We would have looked yes. much better, but that just, Baker's injuries killed us. Yeah, for that position. Yeah, and, and I had some misses too. Like, um, I had the Jets going seven and ten. <laughs> <laughs> I had Jacksonville going five and twelve, and Jacksonville's lost like seven in a row. So when they were whatever the record is, whatever the record was like eight weeks ago, it didn't look like it was inconceivable. Now it looks bad. I had Cincinnati, who's looking like they will make the playoffs. I had them winning six games only. That's pretty bad. And I had Denver winning 10 games. 
which definitely won't happen, even if they win the next two. Yeah, not, not terrible, though. Okay, in the NFC, my playoff prediction was Tampa is the one seed, San Fran is the two seed, Green Bay is the three, Washington is the four, Carolina is the five, the LA Rams is the six, and Minnesota as the seven. Obviously, some huge swings and misses here by me. I feel real bad about some of these. Uh, what did you have, Web? I had Tampa going 15-2, and two, so number one in the division. And I think they could have if it weren't for the injuries. Um, so they were one. I had uh, Green Bay as the two seed. I had San Fran as the three seed. And the worst one of all, the New York Giants as the four seed. Um, Real bad. Like, oh, real wow. Bad. That's real. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Real bad. That just, that was like a domino effect in my NFC playoff predictions. Um, I had the Rams as the five seed. Um, I had, let's see here, Seattle six. And I believe I had uh, New Orleans seven. So the NFC really screwed us this year, I think. As of today, I, the only teams that I have making the playoffs that are for sure in, Tampa, Green Bay, the Rams. So I have three in, and then four that likely will not make it. San Fran has a chance. Washington has a very... No, they're not going to get in. Carolina's been out for weeks. And Minnesota has a small chance, but it's not good. I was way too low on Dallas. I thought Washington would have Dallas season. They lost Ryan Fitzpatrick and things went to hell. Arizona outperformed. I thought, I thought, for Arizona, I had them going 8-9, and nine, and they're 10-5 and five right now. So that was a tough one for me. And Carolina was the worst prediction I think I've had all year. I thought they were going to be really good this year. They're 5-10. and 10. They brought Cam Newton back because Sam Darnold's been such a failure. Yeah, I think Carolina is the one I'm most embarrassed about this season, Webb. I feel really bad about that one. As you should. Um... I called for <laughs> No, no, no. The reason why I say that is because you doubled down in September. They were three and zero. They were three and zero. I had such high hopes. That's why you should feel bad because it's an it's an eighteen week season. But yeah, um, I felt so good there for those first three weeks. I was like, I am a football genius. You have yeah. no idea. Sam Darnold leading the league in rushing touchdowns and looking like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Still, it wasn't sustainable. Um, I was. I had Carolina winning six games. They're on pace for that. Um, I had Dallas and Washington both winning nine games. Uh, real big miss. Philly winning six games. Real big miss. Atlanta winning four games. Huge miss. I had uh, Seattle winning 10 games. Terrible. Um, Arizona winning nine games. Uh, uh, not that far off. But, um, yeah, and I think I had Chicago winning, like, seven. So, some misses. Yeah, we were too optimistic in some places and then way under-optimistic in other places. I had Detroit winning five games. Yeah. I had New Orleans winning seven. I feel pretty good about that. They're right. They have seven wins now. They probably might finish with seven. I had Atlanta winning eight. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's a I good think, one. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's the misses that affected all our other picks. Which is why we're stupid. I I was so all in on Carolina that I I was like, no, they're gonna beat Atlanta twice. <laughs> they're gonna beat Tampa Bay once. And I threw everything off. Next year I will not do that. Yeah, I, I don't know with with uh, Sam Darnold, man. Like I just didn't have any confidence. But you told me I was an idiot. 
after week three. And I was like, cool, this might be a little premature. No, they're going to do it. They have a good defense. They're unstoppable. I'm pretty sure I said he was going to win the rushing title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did not work out. Well, at least uh, at least you didn't have the Giants winning the NFC East, which is way off. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, my Super Bowl prediction, Super Bowl prediction, by the way, was Kansas City versus the Rams. And I had the Rams winning 31 to 28. As of today, I would change that, by the way. That would not be my prediction today. I think we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. I think when the playoffs start, we'll do our preview show of the playoffs. But at, that was my prediction in August, in September. I would have a different set of teams possibly there as of today. I had the Rams and the Browns in the Super Bowl. The Browns may not even make the playoffs. They likely the, won't. Yeah, I think the Browns are out. <laughs> I think the Browns are out. Yeah. For the Browns to make it, they'd have to win the next two games and like a bunch of teams have to win. Like New England and Miami would probably have to lose the next a, a bunch of teams would have to lose. And even if they do, I don't even know if the Browns will make it if the records are tied. Browns are seven and eight right now. I I don't see a way they get in. I think it's I very could, low odds. Yeah. Like they'd have to win the next two games and like Baltimore would have to lose the next two games. Like Cleveland would have to sorry, uh the Chargers would have to lose the next two games. Vegas. Miami and New England, even for them to have a shot. That's not going to happen. No, it's not looking good for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield's a disgrace, and the Browns better not give him $200 million. Yeah. I've been saying he's not going to get it. Yeah, I hope you're right, because it's tough right now. It's not they good. They can't do it. I mean, they probably will, but they're going to regret it. I, I was listening to a podcast with Mina Kimes and Robert Mains, and Robert said, if you were Seattle, would you take two first-round picks and Baker Mayfield? For Russell Wilson. And Mina said no immediately. And I oh, thought that was very interesting. He's not good. But is Russell Wilson still that good? That's the, that's yes. the question. Yes. I don't, I don't know. Not this season, but like, well, I'll get into my prediction on Seattle back in September. But Russ, right now in Seattle, doesn't want to be there. What, Russ he'd, have a great, he'd have a great time in Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he wants to be in Cleveland over Seattle. But I think he wants out of Seattle. Pete Carroll, the... the that thing's done, man. They're blowing that thing up next year. So good. That was the best prediction you've ever had in the show, by the way. You said when no one was talking about it, Pete Carroll or Russ were gone. I think you said Pete Carroll was gone. And I was like, this is a crazy prediction. And you were a thousand percent right. I'd be shocked if he's back next season. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's crazy. Good job. So good. Okay, Webb, let's get to our final, our playoff predictions of the teams we think are going to be in. This season, one through seven. I think Kansas City holds on to the one seed. I'd be shocked if they lost that. I think Tennessee keeps the two seed. I think Buffalo gets the three. Cincinnati keeps the four. I think I think the Colts keep the five seed somehow. I don't know how. The Patriots get in at six. And I have the LA Chargers being the seven seed this season. That was my prediction of how this season ends in the AFC. What do you have? Yeah, so the Chiefs... Uh win the next two games, and they finish 13-4, and four, so they're, they're the one seed. Uh, Tennessee just has to win one more game, and they will have the tiebreaker over the Colts already, so I have them as the two. Uh, I think Buffalo is the three seed, so I think they win the next two games. They have Atlanta and, and the Jets, so I think they win those two. Cincinnati gets the four seed because I think they lose the next... Uh, they lose the game to the Chiefs, I think, and I think they lose to the Browns in week 18 and 
Uh, the Colts have an, an easier schedule. You know, they have the Raiders and they have Jacksonville, so I need to win the next two, so they're at five. I have Miami actually winning the next two games. So they're the sixth seed for me, and I have New England winning one and losing one. Uh, so they're they're tied at 10-7 and seven with Miami, ultimately. But um, Miami wins. You have been in on this Miami team for a long time, so that's interesting. So no, you're playing Tua. <laughs> so you have New England playing Tennessee, Miami playing the Bills, and Indy versus Cincinnati. That's an interesting first round. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. In the NFC, I have Green Bay being the one seed still. I don't think they lose that. I think Dallas holds on to the two seed, but it's going to be tough for them. But they have the tiebreaker over the Rams and the Bucks, which is why they hold on to the two. I think the Bucks get the three seed. I think the Rams are the four. Arizona has already guaranteed a playoff spot. These first five seeds already have guaranteed playoff spots. I think Arizona holds on to the five seed. The six and seven are very interesting. There are five teams that are competing for these slots. I think San Fran has a pretty easy schedule. So I think they hold the six. I think Minnesota gets the seven. I just don't believe in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is not good at football. I think Minnesota somehow gets in the seven seed. So I have the, the Packers keeping the one seed. They have Minnesota and then at Detroit. I think they're winning both those games. Even if they even if they uh, reduce the snaps of Aaron Rodgers, you know, to keep him healthy, but they need to secure that that buy. Um, Dallas is currently the two seed. I have them slipping to the four seed um, as well. Did you say that they own the tiebreaker over the Bucks? So they have the wins tiebreaker over Los Angeles and the Bucks based on best win percentage and conference games according to ESPN, which is why I had Dallas as the two. But was it? But the first. Tiebreaker is the regular season matchup, and then it goes to uh, the division record. I'm just going by what ESPN has as the playoff thing right now. They have Dallas as the two because of those reasons. So I'm not sure why right, they have right. that. That's what they have. Right. Okay. Ultimately, I have Dallas as the four seed. Uh, I have the Rams as the two seed. Currently, the Rams are the three seed. So, at the, so the Rams have Baltimore and then San Fran. I think they win those two games. So I have the Rams as the two seed. Uh, the Bucks have the Jets and Carolina. I think they win those two games. So I have them as the three, and then Dallas has Arizona and Philly. I think they lose one of those games. Um, and only have twelve wins. So tiebreakers actually don't matter because <laughs> I have Dallas winning twelve games and the Rams and the Bucks winning thirteen games. Um, Arizona, uh, number five stays at number five. Five. Um, San Fran uh, owns a tiebreaker with Philly if they're tied record-wise at the end of the year. So I have San Fran winning against Houston, losing to the Rams. So they finish with nine wins. And I have Philly losing one of the two games between Washington and Dallas. So they they finish nine and eight as well. So I don't, I don't have Minnesota making it because I think going into Green Bay is going to be hard. And if they lose that game, they're pretty much out. And I don't have New Orleans making it because they're heading into Buffalo. And I think that's going to be a hard game to win. Very fair. We shall see what happens. I love the NFL, man. The playoffs are so much fun. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it so much. That should be good. Okay. Let's get to our week 17 picks. Usually this is the last week of the NFL season, but the NFL went money hungry, so now there are 18 weeks. Webb, 
I I am hoping that you do better this week. I want I want to believe in you. It's been real tough. I'm getting stopped in the street. People begging me, Coop, don't let Webb make picks on the show anymore. I'm losing my house. And I gotta say, guys, he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get it together. I believe in Webb. I am totally lying to them. I don't believe in you, but for show camaraderie, I say it. This week, Webb, don't let me down, okay? It just says so much about your character that you would not. Uh... Try to discourage them from gambling if they're going to lose their house. But instead, still encouraging them to gamble. It says so much about you. Terrible Sometimes price. you got to risk a mortgage payment. What, what do you want? <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. It is what it is. All you need to know, listeners. I mean, gambling is wrong. I would never <laughs> condone such a thing. <laughs> there is no Thursday game this week. It's a lot of Sunday games. I. There's almost too many games Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's going to be hard to follow, but I'm looking forward to it. The first game I have up with, Philadelphia at Washington. Philly are favored by four points on the road. What do you have for the opening game Sunday? Everything's saying that Philly should win this game. They're like the number one rushing team in the league, but I still don't think they're a good team. I don't know what it is. I just don't like Philly. I have Washington to win and cover this game. Something about, I mean, Philly's more, Philly's hungrier. Washington has no chance to make the playoffs. But something about this Philly team just doesn't sit well with me. Did you see the Washington game last week? Did you watch this game? I watched like the first three quarters and I had to turn it off. So the Cowboys beat them 56 to 14. And then college teammates, Teron Payne and Jonathan Allen, Punched each other in the face. They're on the oh. same team. Two guys on Washington fought. That's how bad things are in Washington right now. <laughs> and that is why I have Philadelphia to win and cover the four. I just think Washington's a dumpster fire right now. Uh, who their quarterback's going to be is anyone's guess. It's really bad there. Phil- Washington can run the ball pretty well, but Philly is great at stopping the run. I just... After what I saw from Washington, I think Philly definitely wins and covers. They want to get the playoff spot. I believe in them. Can't believe you're picking a team that has guys that punch each other in the face. That's disgraceful. Okay. Tampa Bay at the New York Jets. Tampa Bay are favored by 13 points on the road. The Jets have a hu- had a huge win last week against the Jaguars, 26-21. In what may have been the stupidest play I've ever seen this season, Webb. Not me- Sorry. Asterix, stupidest play not done by Carson Wentz. Did you watch the end of this Jets and Jaguars game? No. I picked the Jaguars, so I watched this game. Like a genius. I felt really good for a second there. With a minute left, Trevor Lawrence gets the ball to the five-yard line to win this game. Instead of snapping the ball and having a quick play on third down, he spiked it from the four-yard line. He spiked the ball with time left. Like a goddamn moron. I was in a rage. And then, of and course, why, fourth. Exactly. Why do, you think he's, why do you think he's as good as he was in college? I think the upside is there. I think that he is not doing as well as I hoped. <laughs> but I was. Is the so IQ angry. there? Yeah, I don't know. I think he was trying to be smart and he just overthought it. I don't understand what he did. Like, he had 12 seconds left. That's more than a time for a, a pass to the end zone clock stops you keep going he spiked it and basically killed the chance to win the game i was furious the jets won like with an asterisk 
Uh, Zach Wilson had like a 60-yard touchdown run in that game, though. That was incredible. The athlete is there, but Tampa Bay is going to kill them this week. They win and cover the 13. I think this is a blowout. I don't want to watch any of this game. Uh, like 41 to 10, something like that. You know you're going to watch this game. Um, I agree with you. Tampa to win and cover. Uh, you know, Tampa's not out of the running for the one seed. They run the table, and if Green Bay loses somehow, I think Tampa can get the one seed. I could be wrong about that, but the records the records could be tied if Green Bay loses and Tampa wins the next two. Anyway, they have motivation to just blow, beat teams up. Antonio Brown did not practice today. So that, is, that is an issue, but I just think that, yeah, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill but, the Jets. Right. We didn't talk about Chris Godwin, you know, for the year, in a contract year. A guy who I think is very good and Coop thinks is basically the Juju Smith-Schuster of the NFC. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's, I think it's gonna be a, a, a blow to them. They have a, a deep enough team where they're not done, but I think they'll feel it. And by the way, I like Juju as a player. This is not an insult on Chris Godwin or Juju. I just don't think they're number one guy. I think they're great number twos, but they're not number ones. That's all. I think if you sign Chris Godwin to be your number one receiver next year, coming off a torn ACL, you are going to have some regrets. And I said that about Juju. I think I was proven right. And I think Chris Godwin will meet a similar fate. Uh, basically, the Corey Davis of the New York Jets. They gave him a bunch of money. He was always a number two guy. And this year, he did basically nothing. So that's kind of where I am with Chris Godwin. We'll see how it goes, though. But I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. And Corey Davis was never good. That's the difference. At least Juju was good behind Antonio Brown. Yeah, and I and if I'm a team, so I, I don't totally disagree with you. I do, I wouldn't I wouldn't give Chris Godwin the bag to be number one, especially on a bad team. But I'd definitely give him some some good money to be the one B on a on a solid team. I would too. I would have no issue with that whatsoever. I just. I think if teams are paying guys that much money, they want them to be the number one. You don't give a guy $80 million and say, okay, be the number two guy, even though they should, but they just don't do that. So, But I, I don't think he's going to get paid this year. He's coming off a torn ACL in December, which means he probably be, won't be ready for September. You I think, think he, he will? will. Yeah, I think he will. I, I, I think the ACL, the MCL, whatever the, the ligaments were that he tore in his knee, I think those now in 2021 going into 2022, I, I don't want to say they're, they're minor because they're not. They're serious injuries, but like with his age and with his production, I think a team will pay him, especially because he can be ready for like September, October. I think so. I think at the latest, like October, he should be back. You know what? Bud Dupree got paid last year and he got hurt in a similar time. So you could be right there. I just, I wouldn't feel good about doing it. I was a team giving a guy eighty million dollars. I'd have some. I'd have some concerns there. He could be back, but I think he won't be the same guy for a year. So it might so who, take four months. I just yeah. All right, who gets who signs earlier, Odell or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin takes a one year deal to re up with the Bucks. Okay. And by the way, Chris Godwin getting hurt this year is why players should never do team friendly deals on that one year contract. He shouldn't have done it last year. He agreed to come back. He just said, no, give me, pay me the money. This, this is why NFL players should do that. They should demand that. And the NFL team will have no problem moving on for you. So you should have no problem moving on from that. Yeah, I agree. I feel sorry for Chris Godwin, but I 
I'm, I'm optimistic that he'll get paid. I hope he does. He's a Super Bowl champion. He deserves it. I want these guys to get the bag as much as they can. I just, for a receiver, you're so much built on speed and cutting with the ACL injury. I just have, I'm, I am worried for him. But hopefully I'm wrong. I'm usually not, though. Okay, <laughs> Miami at Tennessee. Tennessee are favored by three and a half points at home. What do you have here, Web? Oddest team in the league right now. Um, I have Miami to win and cover because Miami's just trending up and Tennessee has been a shell of itself since Derrick Henry went down. But he may be back in a couple of weeks. Um, got Miami to win and cover. I just think they're hot right now, whether it's on the road or not. They have Tennessee's got the playoff pretty much locked in. We just don't know what seating they'll have, but Miami needs to get it. They can't afford to lose any more games. And they have been for a long time. Uh, you sent me this text that blew my mind that Miami has lost seven games in a row and then won seven games in a row. They're the first team in history to do that. That's a crazy stat. But I looked into Ooh. this. There's a huge but there. Have they beaten any good teams during the seven-game win streak? No, no. It's been, it's been trash. The Texans, they beat the Ravens, which is a good win. The Jets... The Garbage Panthers, the Giants, the Jets again, and the Ian Book-led Saints. There is not a good team there. I think they have a combined as many wins as the Chiefs by themselves. Like, this is not a good punch. <laughs> so I have Tennessee to win and cover. Tennessee is just winning football games. A.J. Brown is back. He won the San Fran game by himself. I just think that Tua is so unreliable that Tennessee gets this done. I have underestimated Tennessee all season, and they could continue to prove me wrong. I will not do it again. They're going to win in cover. So I see what you're saying. I did see an update on A.J. Brown that he has a calf injury, and he did not practice today. I imagine he'll play, but this is pretty late to not be practicing. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But there's a chance he doesn't play. I think it's just because he's coming off the injury. They're giving him days off. I think he'll practice tomorrow. But we'll see. Okay. Okay. Jacksonville at New England. New England are favored by 15 and a half points. Urban Meyer, freshly fired. They have, they are interviewing Doug Peterson for the job today. Uh, they are interviewing a robot tomorrow, I think, and Jim Caldwell. Yeah, they've got some other interviews lined up, which I think are pretty interesting. But I think this Jacksonville team is complete garbage. Trevor Lawrence, God, don't let me down next year. So New England wins and covers the 15 and a half. That's a big spread, though, for Mac Jones. I don't feel great about them covering it. I just think the, the pass will get like a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. That's why I have to cover it. Yeah, so I think Mac Jones, even with three pass attempts in a game, should probably, the, the New England Patriots should still be favored by 16 points uh, over the Jags. They're just bad. I have the Pats to win and cover. The Jags are bad. There's no point in trying to win a game now if you're the Jags. Just continue to lose and just hit the reset button. Yeah. Makes sense. They are in line for the number one pick right now, I believe. So they should continue doing that. Even though this year there's no number one quarterback. But like <laughs> high end player. Tough break for you, Jax. Just don't okay. don't screw it up like the Jets did last year. They're gonna screw it up. Yeah. There's I think there's two guys in consideration and they don't fit Jacksonville at all. They're gonna go with an offensive tackle probably and just we'll see. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. India are favored by seven and a half points at home. Carson Wentz went on the COVID list. With the new NFL's new COVID rules, there is a chance he could come back. As of right now, I am saying he will not play. We won't know till Saturday if he's going to play or not. 
he is unvaccinated, he needs to have two negative tests or wait five days and be symptom. Sorry, he needs no negative tests. He has to be symptom free by Saturday to play. If he does not play, I have Vegas to uh, to cover, the Colts to win. If he plays, I have the Colts to win and cover the seven and a half. I think this Vegas team is mostly bad. And the Colts are getting really hot right now. But that's a huge if about Carson Wentz. Webb, you were up. I have the Colts to win and cover. I think they're going to run all over Vegas. Um, the Colts want that playoff spot. I mean, the, the Vegas Raiders want that as well. Uh, but the Colts have obviously a much much higher chance to make it. And I just think Vegas is bad. Like, Derek Carr, again, did the Derek Carr special. He had an early touchdown and didn't throw one after that. I don't know what it is with this guy. Why can't he throw more than one or two touchdowns in a game? I genuinely don't know. And ever since you said that to me like two weeks ago, I've started to notice it. And looking back, that's 100% what he does. He has a touchdown in the first like seven minutes and then nothing else. It's crazy. (laughs) It's insane. I thought for a second Darren Waller would be back this week. And then he immediately got put on the COVID list. So, yeah, it's going to be an issue for Vegas. They have nothing. Josh Jacobs can't catch can't. DeForest Buckner is going to eat Josh Jacobs for breakfast. And Hunter Renfro is basically their only source of offense. And he has been incredible, by the way, but I just don't think he's enough. They need to I think they need to move on from Josh Jacobs, man. Yeah, good there. They might, actually, because Gruden's out that door. Mayock's probably coming soon, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the game of the weekend, Kansas City at Cincinnati. Kansas City are favored by five and a half points. On the road, what do you have here? Interesting that you say that's the game of the week. I have a different game of the week. Um, I have the Chiefs to win and cover, but I may change that to Cincinnati covering. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are rolling, and their defense has been pretty solid over the last couple of months. And I don't think Joe Burrow can really uh, tussle with uh, with uh, Mahomes, but... Cincinnati is home. Hmm. I may change that. I'm going to have the Chiefs to win and cover now, but I may change that to Cincinnati cover. So I have believed in Cincinnati, I think, more than anybody this season. But they constantly let me down when I think they're going to show up. They lost to the Jets this year. They lost to the Browns this year. But they got blown out by the Browns this year. They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Chargers. They lose games that they shouldn't lose. And they just don't show up some weeks. I like Cincinnati, but I had the Chiefs to win and cover this. I just think the Chiefs are rolling right now. If they win this game, they can sit guys for week seven, week 18. I think they're locked in with the number one seed if they win this week. Then their players could rest for two weeks. They might get Clyde over to back. They just have a lot of things that could happen if they get this win. I think they're going to put it on Cincinnati. I think, yeah, this could be like that Cleveland win where they just get dominated the whole game. So give me the Chiefs to win and cover. Yeah, and like that offense, that Cincinnati offense is so boom and bust, man. Like they could put up 41 points or they could put up maybe 20. Or they could really struggle. Like it could be 200 yards from Jamar Chase or 30 yards. Like it's really volatile. Yeah, like they lost to the Chargers. They only scored 22. They lost to the 49ers. They only scored 23. They beat Denver, only scored 15, and that was a tough 15 for them. I I just think that the Ravens were so depleted last week when they scored 41. They lost their whole team. And I just think the Chiefs are going to put it on this week. 
Okay. The New York Giants, sorry, Webb's NFC East champions, the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Chicago are favored by six points at home. Chicago upset Seattle in a huge win last week with Nick Foles as the starting quarterback. The Giants got blown out again. Webb, does it matter? Wait, sorry. Is Nick Foles the best quarterback on the Chicago Bears right now? Because I think he is by far. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with any of these teams. Um, the Bears are bad. Uh, Nick Foles, he's good for a couple games. I joke about Nick Foles, but I have Chicago to win and cover. He probably is the best quarterback on the on the roster, but the Giants are really bad as well. So I don't think the Giants should pose any problems. Yeah, I have the I have the Bears to win and cover as well. Uh this might be a prisoner of the moment because they beat Seattle, and we still Seattle see Seattle as a good team, and they are not a good team anymore. They're bad, but I still think they're just better than the Giants. Nick Foles can run an offense. And Nick Foles is basically the perfect quarterback for the Matt Nagy offense. He's the kind of guy that he wants. And yeah, I think he's a good fit there. Matt Nagy is about to get fired. But I think Nick Foles is auditioning for another job. And he's going to look good this week and beat the, he's going to beat the Giants pretty handily. Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, baby. He went to Disneyland. He did. I don't care about this game at all. Uh... Oh, me neither. That's very terrible. Okay. Atlanta at Buffalo. Buffalo are favored by 14 and a half points at home. The Bills need this victory. They need it badly. What do you have here, Webb? Uh, the Bills to win. Uh, Atlanta to cover. This is another game that's kind of weird to me because I think Atlanta and Buffalo, this could be a good game. could be a possible shootout. Or Atlanta could fall flat on their face. Like I I don't see Buffalo losing this game. But I think they either blow them out or uh, or it's a close one. That's actually exactly what I think is going to happen. I think this is a closer game than people think. I don't think Buffalo just blows teams out really anymore that often. Atlanta has a decent offense. And they're bad at stopping the run. But Buffalo doesn't have a good running back that can actually run the ball. Uh, Buffalo is getting guys off the COVID list. I need Josh Allen to have like six touchdowns this week for fantasy purposes. So I'm rooting for a high-scoring game. And I think this ends up like 35 to 27. This will, this is not a 15-point game. I would be shocked by that. So, yeah. Atlanta covers the 14 and a half of Buffalo gets the victory. Okay, well, That's fair. Sorry. Your Los Angeles Rams are at Baltimore. Your Rams are favored by three and a half points. Lamar Jackson was at practice yesterday, limping, playing on this weird surface. And he was out of practice today to start. So a little information there for you. Tyler Huntley, who might be better than Lamar, came off the COVID list today. So a little information there. What do you have for this game? I have the Rams to win and cover this game. They're going to beat Baltimore. Um, I think it'll be close in the beginning, but I think the Rams will come out on top. Yeah, Baltimore's just too hurt. Everyone's out. Cooper Cup's yeah. going to have 200 yards against the secondary, which I also need for fantasy purposes. So the Rams win and cover. Yeah, I just... I think Baltimore somehow keeps into keeps the games close when they have no business. But last week they got blown out. I think the writing's on this wall for this team. They know how injured they are. They know it's over. They know they're not making the playoffs. I think this team is going to give up. Like they they have to know it's over for them. You can't have this many injuries and still have a chance at a Super Bowl. They have to know. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Like so, it's, it's going to be a weird uh, kind of matchup, I think. Yeah, Matt Stafford had his worst game as a Ram. He had three interceptions last week. But I think he gets that fixed this week against Baltimore's horrendous secondary. 
Okay, that ends the 1 o'clock games. The first 4 o'clock game, Houston at San Francisco. San Fran are favored by 13.5 points. Houston is coming off a huge victory against the L.A. Chargers. Davis Mills looks like a future MVP. The San Francisco 49ers coming off a tough loss against Tennessee. But that was on Thursday night, so they've had 10 days rest. That is a big ish. That is a big, big thought point to me in this game. What do you have here, Webb? This game's going to be horrible. But Houston put up, what, 41 points last week? So maybe I'm underestimating them, but I have San Fran to win and cover because I think San Fran wants, this, uh, wants to get into the playoffs pretty easily. And this is a, this is a gimme game, a gimme win. I do not think this game is a gimme by any means. I think Houston, I think Davis Mills is actually good. I think, I'm sorry, he was the number one high school player in 2017. Injuries derailed him at Stanford, but the talent is there. The size and speed are there. Uh, Brandon Cooks didn't play last week. He's back this week. San Fran has a horrible secondary. I think Houston covers the spread because it's so big. San Fran gets the victory, but I think this is actually a game for longer than we think it is. I don't think I don't think San Fran is two touchdowns better than Houston today, especially especially with Jimmy G having a torn labrum and sorry a torn thumb. Apparently, he might play, but he isn't that good when he's healthy. How good is he going to be when he's hurt? Houston good to point. cover. Yeah, uh, good point. I don't, you know. Uh, I don't know. I just think San Fran wants it more, but he made some good points about Houston. Jimmy G is not good. Um, so it's even worse that he's hurt now. But I think they're all right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, sorry. Shanahan came out and said, the last month has been Trey Lance's best practice month of the season. He's really doing some good things. And then immediately said, you know, he's still having some downs too. This seems like it's the worst pick in a long time. Three first round picks for a guy who can't beat up beat out one thumb Jimmy. Like this is an issue. <laughs> this is not good for San Fran. They could have just taken Mac Jones at twelve where they originally had the pick. This looks bad for them. Really bad. I'm gonna hold out hope. I I like Trey Lance. Long term, let's see who's the better quarterback. I don't know. No. I was huge on Trey Lance in the draft rock. I thought he was great. But right. if you can't play him when your quarterback is hurt and the quarterback isn't that good, there's an issue there. He can't get in the field. This is not good for his development. He no, should be farther along, but we'll see. Okay. Denver at the LA Chargers. The Chargers are favored by five and a half points at home. The Chargers, again, just one of the worst losses of the season against Houston last week. Denver coming off a terrible loss to the Vegas Raiders. Drew Locke looked awful. Teddy Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater not expected to be back this week. What do you have here, Webb? Uh, I have the Chargers to win and the um, the Broncos to cover. I just don't believe in this Chargers team. They're kind of inconsistent. They're pretty inconsistent. And uh, Denver as well. Denver surprises you sometimes. I wouldn't be that surprised if Denver won, to be honest. I agree with you. I would not be shocked if Denver won because the Chargers lose stupid games. But I watched a lot of that Drew Locke game, and he is god-awful at football. He's real bad. And Denver, for some reason, does not want to let their rookie running back have the ball a lot more, who's actually very good. Uh, Javante, uh, they're just a mess. Vic Fangio is about to get fired, and everybody knows it. The Chargers win and cover. They still want to make the playoffs. They still have a shot at the playoffs. They need to win this game. If they lose, they're out. So I think they're going to put it on after a horrible loss last week. They're going to rebound. 
they're going to blow Denver out pretty convincingly, I think. I think Vic Fangio would have been um, would have been fired last year, but I don't think they wanted to have you know Vic, Vance Joseph and then Vic Fangio uh, quick tenure as coaches. But I think he probably would have been fired normally. How long was Vance Joseph the coach there for? I think it was only one year, no? I thought it was like three. Vance Joseph. I I remember it being very short. I'll double check and I'll get back to it. You're correct. But yeah. Denver is not good at football since Peyton Manning has retired. <laughs> They've just been real bad. Peyton Manning fixed a lot of their issues. And ever since, it's been real tough there. Sorry, I was wrong. It was two years that he okay. was there. Yeah, we're both wrong. There. Okay. All right. Carolina at New Orleans. New Orleans are favored by seven points at home. Uh, Sam Darnold is going to start for Carolina this week. I think Taysom Hill should be back for New Orleans, but that is not guaranteed yet. If it's Ian Book, I will change my pick. But as of today, I have New Orleans to win and cover because Carolina is awful. If it's Ian Book again, I will take. I will choose Carolina. So that's just the record. Yeah, if it's Ian Book starting again, I'll take Carolina to cover. Still think the Panthers are bad. Did you see the Robbie Anderson uh, little news where he was celebrating his catch? And they were down. Like, down. Yeah. Yeah. They were down, what was it, 22 to, 22 to 8? or two, Sorry, 22 to 8, 6 or something? I can't remember what it was. You know what that's called in my house? The Cam Newton special. Yeah, Cam continued to celebrate and do the the Superman ripping the shirt throughout his entire time back in Carolina, even when they were losing. Good on him. Consistent. Losing, but consistent. It really is embarrassing when they do that. When you're losing by that much and you're celebrating, you look stupid. You really yeah. do. It, I yeah. My theory is, if you're losing, period, don't celebrate. I don't think you should celebrate if you're losing. If you're losing by a lot, if you're coming back made a couple of defensive stops. I understand the defense celebrating a stop, but scoring on offense, you're down 20 in the fourth quarter looks stupid. <laughs> stupid. But yeah, if you're losing by one touchdown at, and it's before halftime, I'm okay there. But if you're down by a lot in like the third or fourth quarter, just show some respect and just kind of hand the ball back to the referee like an adult. I was always I, someone who like didn't really care for the touchdown celebrations. Like it was okay when Chad Johnson did it, like that way he was kind of a, like a like a clown. But like everyone else, like if you had your little, you know, Ladanian Tomlinson had his 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 like gesture when he scored an AP. They were pretty consistent. Randy Moss in New England, pretty consistent. But like the dancing and doing all other stuff, I think that's just unnecessary. It's just especially when you're losing. Uh, I think all touchdown dances are stupid. I don't care players do them. I have never enjoyed them. Some of them are occasionally funny, but very rarely. But when there are coordinated celebration dances, it means that you just practice dancing with another man before this game. And that's <laughs> ridiculous. I just don't <laughs> care at all. I think I think it's ridiculous too. I hate it when like this new trend when the, when the, when there's a turnover, when the defense gets possession of the ball and they run up to the all of them. end zone. All, all of them. them. It's so and they're stupid. all they're all celebrating on the towards the camera and they're doing. All, I was like, you're acting like you just scored. Like, relax. Uh, I hate it so much. It's so annoying. So that is the Colts' fault. And the worst part of that for the Colts was, for some reason, Jacoby Brissett used to run in the end zone, too, with the defense. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make sense. He's, he's a not quarterback. on the field? Yeah. No, he was a quarterback. He ran for yeah. the sidelines. Yeah, yeah that's, it's, that's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Act like you've been there before. Quick, like, just, I don't, celebrate with your teammates. A hug, you're good. Move on. 
These dances are so crazy. And like, so like, if you have a a, a ritual, like remember when uh, AP scored, he would go down on one knee and he'd point up. That's fine. That's a consistent sort of thing. Maybe you even trademark that. That's fine. I don't mind that. That's kind of your brand. Danny and Tomlinson used to do the layup, right? Yeah. Uh, the basketball layup. That's fine. But when you're doing like dancing or you're doing the like Devontae Adams scoring. Devontae Adams is so good. He's probably the best receiver in the league. And he's swimming in the end zone. And I'm like, you don't need to do that, Devontae. You're 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 caliber player you're a top tier elite uh receiver you don't need to be celebrating like that against the browns i'm not one of those people that, that think that the nfl should find them or stop no, them i don't doing it. i don't I care either. if you do it i just think it's stupid personally i don't care if you do it though i i i care in the sense that it, it's annoying but i don't think it should be banned i don't think they should ban it the no fun league kind of policing i don't like but I just think it's annoying. I do enjoy the Lambo leap, though. I really do enjoy that. That's fine, but that's that's consistent. That's a ritual. Yeah. Same thing with the dog pound. That's a ritual. That's that's fine. And I think we're both being a little hypocritical here because some of the some of the dances where everyone does it are hilarious. Like Quentin Nelson did the beer tap, the beer keg, where he was upside down on his hands. Like that stuff's funny. I just think it's so stupid. I don't just, care, but some of it's funny. I have to be, I have to be honest. Like I used to like. Remember when D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart? Wow, I haven't heard those names in a long time. Right? Yeah, last from the past. But when they would score, they do like a Matrix kind of thing, like Neon. They'd like kind of do the the bullet time, whatever. I can't describe it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that was kind of cool, but I don't really care for it. Don't ban it. I'm just saying I don't care for it. I have blocked that out of my memory. I don't think I, c- I can remember two celebrations. I don't I don't pay attention to them at all. Mm. Like I do not I have no recollection of the major thing you're talking about, besides it being one of the best movies of all time, even the new <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but those two, like you remember that backfield though. That was amazing. I remember specific plays by them that were incredible. I have yeah. no recollection of them celebrating one time, not once. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Arizona at Dallas. Dallas are favored by five points at home. Arizona has been struggling lately. They've looked awful. The Colts beat them on Christmas. I think they've lost three in a row. Dallas coming off a huge victory against Washington. I just think Kyler in Dallas. That's where he's from. I don't think Kyler ever loses in Texas. He is amazing there. He's going to show off for his fans. Arizona's going to cover the five, but Dallas is going to get the victory. So this is what I think is the game of the week. Um, and Arizona's been losing. They've been struggling. But I think these are two high-octane offenses. Um, you know, the momentum is in Dallas's favor. They're um, at AT&T for this one. I think it's going to be fun. And... Um, I think it should be could be a, a shootout. This could be seventy points combined, maybe even more. Like I think this can be a really fun game. But judging off how Arizona's looked the last few weeks, you'd probably say maybe not. But I think this can be a really fun game, and it has some playoff implications for both teams. If Hopkins was playing, I I might agree with you. Uh, Chase Edmonds is hurt again. There's no, they're not sure he's going to play. James Conner's still hurt. I just think Arizona has so much to overcome. I. I think this will be a really fun game. 
I just I have Dallas's defense in fantasy, so I really need this to be a low scoring game on a personal note. But I think there's a good chance Webb is correct. And this is like a 31 to 28 kind of game. I would not be shocked by that. So I think Arizona covers, keeps it close. If Dallas gets the victory. All right. You could be right. I think I have Dallas to win and cover, but wouldn't be surprised if this was like a 42 35 game. Yeah, it's possible. Me. It's possible for sure. Okay. Detroit at Seattle. Seattle are favored by six and a half points at home. <laughs> uh, I don't get why Seattle's getting any kind of credit or respect at all anymore. Give me Detroit to cover the six and a half. Seattle to win. I just think Seattle's really bad right now. And Detroit isn't as bad as we think it is. This will be a closer game than everyone thinks. A 21-17 final score. It's going to be bad. I think you could be right. I may switch my pick to Detroit covering. I have Seattle to win and cover right now. It's kind of what my gut was telling me. But honestly, like, I can see Detroit winning this 17-16. Like, like 20 to... To 17. I can see like a last minute. I can see Detroit winning this for sure. Uh, I'm not feeling that uh, crazy to do that. But um, Seattle's winning cover for now. But Detroit, everything's telling me Detroit is going to at least cover this. Yeah, I think so, man. I just. Seattle's bad. Like they lost to Chicago in a snowstorm and it wasn't that much snow. And you have Russell Wilson. <laughs> like. Nick Foles hasn't played football in two years, and he beats you. Jimmy Graham scored the wedding crush on against you. I forgot Jimmy Graham was the was in the NFL. Yeah, I was like, he's still playing. I honestly forgot. the The only reason why I remember Jimmy Graham was in the NFL was because he won an award a week or two ago. What? Um, yeah, he won. No, no, not not for his not for on the field stuff, but like off the field okay. stuff with the with, <laughs> with, yeah. I think it was like uh, something to do with the military, some sort of community uh, award, and he was being interviewed. That's the only reason why I know Jimmy Graham's in the in the league still. I've watched numerous Chicago games too because I wanted to see Justin Fields earlier this year. I remember Cole Komet. I do not remember a single pass to Jimmy Graham. So having him beat you was embarrassing. I just think. Yeah, Seattle's not good. Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. Pete Carroll knows he's gone. Detroit's going to keep this close. Six and a half is way too much. I don't see how just Seattle does that. Yeah, and I'm reading now Jimmy Graham is a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So we may see him again very soon. Good for you, Jimmy Graham. Means you're a good person in the community. Good for you. Yeah, I... uh so bad at football. <laughs> I encourage everyone to watch this game because it's going to be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle. Um. At, at whatever the ridiculous name for the stadium's called, it's now no longer Qualcomm. I don't remember what it's called now, but something ridiculous. Um, it is doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, watch Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson play their play and call their final game in Seattle. <laughs> Thanks for the memories, guys. Bye. Terrible memories. Okay, the Sunday night game: Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay are favored by six and a half points at home. Uh. Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions, and the Browns should have won that game probably. It's 24-22, like way too close. Minnesota is coming off, I think they lost last week? Yeah, they lost to the Rams. Sorry, yeah. Lost to the Rams. It was also not very close, although they kind of closed the gap a little bit at the end of the game. At the end. But... I don't think Green Bay is six and a half points better than anybody right now. They keep things close always. They don't blow teams out. Green Bay scores like 27. 
and the other team scores like 23. That's how they are every week. Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdowns, no interceptions, and they just kind of ball control you to death. I think Minnesota covers the six and a half, but Green Bay wins. I think the final score is like 24-21. Yeah, that's a very good analysis. I think you're right. Green Bay might sit on a league like lead like maybe like a 10, 12 point lead in the third, but then it, it, it's going to be close. I have the same thing as you. Uh, Green Bay to win, Minnesota to cover. Um, Minnesota's always in these situations at the end of the year where they're they have to win out or they're they're really vying hard for like the final playoff spot. Um, they always find themselves in these situations, uh, but it should be a good game. I think it's actually going to be a really fun game. I think this will be maybe the most competitive game of the week where playoff ma- spots matter as well. Yeah. Like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Dallas, Arizona, and this game are all really good games this week. I'm looking forward to it very much. I'm very surprised that Dallas, Arizona is not the Sunday night football game. I'm not saying Green Bay, Minnesota is bad. It's a good division um, rivalry, and it's Aaron Rodgers and prime time is always good ratings, but I'm surprised they didn't make the Dallas, Arizona game the Sunday night football game. Uh, yeah, that actually makes sense. I, th- I think it's just because it's, it's division divisional probably why yeah. they did it but yeah I, I don't think this was flexed and i think this was the originally the game yeah which is why they kept it if this was if this game was originally seattle detroit i think they would have probably put dallas arizona in over green bay minnesota yeah but it's not bad enough to get take it out i think yeah yeah and there's still you know still uh motivation for both teams green bay and minnesota to win because green bay has to lock up that one seed. they need aaron Rodgers to heal up yeah, for sure. Okay, the Monday night game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Cleveland are favored by three points on the road. Big Ben at a press conference today basically said this is his last game at Heinz Field. He knows it's over. I don't. He didn't say he was going to retire, so I think he might think he can play somewhere else next year. I don't think that's possible, but maybe he has hopes. Uh, Cleveland's awful. What do you have for this week, Webb? At Pittsburgh to win cover and... um. I felt the same way that you did after the press conference with uh, with Big Ben. He's never, he's always said throughout the year that this was likely his last year in Pittsburgh, but he didn't say his last year in the NFL as a player. So I also think he's leaning towards, definitely le- leaning towards leaving the Steelers, but I don't know if he's done with football. And he might go somewhere else. Depending on where his mind takes him, he seems to be indecisive. And I think he'd want to, the perfect fit if he goes to play elsewhere. I think he may want to go elsewhere and no one else will want to. Who is he better than right now? Anybody? For a season, no, but I think I think Ben is bad. Even yeah. though his numbers on the year aren't bad, I looked it up, his 19 touchdowns, 7 picks, not terrible, but when you see him play, it's, it's painful, man. It's the eye test. Yeah. As you watch him, he can't throw like he used to. Every pass is just to the outside and hope for the best. Like he can't move in the pocket anymore. Yeah. It's really bad to watch. And you know, Ben always had time to throw the ball. He always had good pass protection. And I think more times than not, he had the longest time to throw as a quarterback, or wasn't up there in the top, uh, the top ranks. But like, I think Ben could go somewhere else. Off the top of my head, I don't know who where he can go where you're like, okay, Ben's an upgrade. Because Ben's going to want to be on a good team too. He can't just go to a bad team. No bad team's going to take him on. Like, 
I feel like there is a spot that he could land where he can at least compete for the starting job. I think you were wildly optimistic. I don't think there's any place he can go where he'd be an upgrade. No, not even not an upgrade, but maybe compete. Not a final upgrade. You don't bring Big Ben in to compete. You give him the job. He's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think he can compete with Jared Goff in Detroit. You give him the job over Jared Goff. I just oh, Jared Goff is Jared Goff is bad. But Jared Goff, I think, is better than Big Ben right now at football. I think for a season, yes. But if you're going to give me one game, perfect scenario, good offensive line, some options to throw to, I think I'd take Ben over Jared Goff for one game. Not for, not one? for a season outlook, for one game. I agree with you for sure. He could look good for one game, but it's his body won't hold up for seven. Days. That's the <laughs> issue. It's not going to happen. Won't even hold up for seven. Yeah, exactly. But this is his last game at Heinz Field. Yeah. He's going to beat Cleveland. That's what he's done his whole career. He's going to beat them, going to cover. I would be shocked out of my mind if the guys on Pittsburgh, but the players and coaches in Pittsburgh love Big Ben. This yeah. isn't a situation where people hate him like they hated Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. This is, they like Big Ben. They're going to want to show it for him. TJ Watt's going to have five sacks. Like, Najee Harris is going to run the hell out of the ball. So Ben does not have to throw it. Baker Mayfield's going to help Big Ben up by giving three interceptions, four interceptions again. Like Cleveland's going to help out to give Big Ben this win. It's going to happen. I agree. All right. So I, I agree with you. And I think that's a reason why Pittsburgh's going to build them up. Okay. I'm thinking of a team. Could Denver. Denver's always linked to quarterbacks, right? They're linked to Aaron Rodgers. They're linked to Russell Wilson. Linked to, I think they're linked to Deshaun briefly. They still are. Yeah. Is it possible that if they don't get any of those quarterbacks, because even Aaron Rodgers himself in his in, in on the Pat McAfee show, he said he this may be his last year period, but I don't think anyone believes that because he's playing at a high level. Um, but if none of those teams get Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun or Russell Wilson, could Denver not be a spot, a landing spot possibly for Big Ben? possibly if they whiff on those three quarterbacks could he not end up there big ben is probably better than drew lock for a season i'm not sure he's better than teddy bridgewater for a full season i'm not sure okay. he is i just that actually honestly that's not a bad choice by you that's that's a pretty good spot that might be the only spot for him where he could go and i I'm think looking, that would be a competition with him and teddy b i don't think that's the thing i don't think you can bring big Ben into compete i think if you bring him in he's the starter and then when he's hurt in week three, Teddy Bridgewater takes over. I just, I don't know how. He, yeah. He's going to be 40 next year, man. Washington, maybe. Like, Washington yeah. brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. That didn't work out immediately. He could maybe go there. But, you know, Big Ben actually seems like a Ron Rivera kind of guy. That's that not a bad line as well. They have a hole there. Yeah, a giant hole. And they've, they've proven they're willing to fill it with an old-time guy. So that could be an interesting spot for him. But I don't think there are too many spots where he, he wouldn't be turning down offers. He's taking yeah. the first one that comes. And yeah. I think he's won two Super Bowls. He has to know there is no chance he's winning a Super Bowl again. Retire with dignity. Go off in the sunset. And go to Canton in five years. That's what he should do, honestly. I, I agree. Because I think mentally he doesn't. he's not... 100% all in on football. I think that can be dangerous too when your body's not holding up. Um, but I think, I think you sound a little bit less pessimistic about his chances. You, you're, you're open to you Washington did. now. You talked me into it a little bit. You talked, I thought for sure he was a little done. bit. Yeah. 
I think Washington actually makes some sense for him a little bit. Like I thought for sure, no, but I think Denver's less likely. I think Washington is the one place I could see him kind of succeeding a little bit. Okay. Yeah, he's got some, some big bodies there. They want to run the ball with Gibson. McLaurin's still reliable. Good defense. I kind of see him working out there. I kind of see that. Yeah. I mean, I think he's run his course in Pittsburgh, and I'm not. I don't think he should continue. But if he wants to, I think he has at least one team. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I I like Big Ben. I hope he. I hope he retires. Though. I really do. I hope he <laughs> retires. I don't want to see it anymore. It's terrible. <laughs> you don't want to see him like Brett Favre with his uh, his helmet in the, in, in the grass in the turf. No, it's not good. It's not that good. was bad. That was really hard to watch Brett Favre. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I don't like Brett Favre that much. No, I was going to ask you who some of your we've done pretenders and contenders for the NBA. Do you have any any wild card teams? And I don't mean wild card in the NFL sense, but like some some teams that are like uh, uh, not I guess dark horses is what they would call them uh, typically, but some Cinderella teams you could see. Um, the NFL, yeah, throughout the playoffs. This who 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 are we not? giving enough credit to? Well, who are we overlooking? The Colts are the second best team in the AFC. Okay. I, I I would be very surprised if the Colts were not in the AFC title game. That's how good they are right now. They are very, very good. Oh, uh, that's fair. I think they are being undersold right now. I, should, I shouldn't say that because Buffalo has a good chance, but I think the Colts are very good right now. And I think people are... I think Dallas is they're the they're the two right now. I think they are their defense is amazing and Dak is not playing at his highest levels. If they can figure that offense out a little bit better, I would not be surprised to see Dallas in the Super Bowl for the NFC. Okay. Alright. I agree with you on the Colts and the Colts. I don't I'm I wouldn't go as far as to say like I would be shocked if they're not in the AFC championship, but I think they can definitely have a run. Um, I think the Pats, I mean, the Pats are always going to be hyped up, so they're not really overlooked. But I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the Super Bowl, to be honest. You know what? I'm sorry. With the Carson Wentz-led team, I would be shocked, actually. That's not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. I would be shocked if they made it, actually. Carson Wentz is going to screw this up. But if you took Carson Wentz out of this team and put an average league quarterback, I think this is the best roster maybe in the league, besides that quarterback. Okay. I think they're... Their defense is humming. Their offense is playing at such a high level right now. Uh, the COVID stuff is really going to help them going forward. All their unvaccinated guys have gotten COVID, and now they don't need to get tested for 90 days. So they are done for the playoffs, which is really going to help going forward. I think this Colts team, the sky is the limit for this team. And So if I said to you, the Rams, and I don't want to jinx my team, but the Rams, the Bucks, the Chiefs, and the Bills, we're not in the Super Bowl. Would you be shocked? The Rams, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Bills would not make the Super Bowl. Would you be shocked? Would you, if I said let's let's gamble on that? Would you? Would you take that bet? Uh the NFC, I would believe that very easily. The N, the AFC, I would find it very hard to think that Buffalo or Kansas City do not make the Super Bowl. I think it's probably one of those two teams. Right. But and I'm not Colts, predicting that. I'm yeah. just saying that we've seen some crazy stuff. I think, honestly, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. But the Bills are built to beat the Chiefs. They are put together with that goal in mind. I would be shocked if the Chiefs 
the Bills or the Colts didn't make it. I think it's one of those three teams. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are a year away. I think it's just their offense right now. I think they need some more time. New England, you can't rely on Mac. Yeah, I think it'd be very hard for the AFC. We're forgetting about Derrick Henry coming back, though. If he is back for the wild card weekend. I'm not saying they go to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, do they have a run? No, he's not coming back. You think he's done? Yeah, he's Zion Williamson. What what are you talking about? They have the same injury. Zion's Zion's season's over, basically. They're thinking Derrick Henry's coming back in three months. Derrick Henry is also a big guy. It's not going to happen. He's done. Right. There's been so much, so many teasers, so much, no, so much language have, used to, you know. I have zero hint? faith that Derrick Henry will play a game again this season. It's over for him. And if he comes back, he'll be severely limited, and he won't be Derrick Henry. Sure. That injury is terrible. It's a Jones Frank injury in the foot. It's so hard to recover from that. I'd be shocked at a guy his size coming back that fast in football. Okay. Now it's happening. Hey, Webb, everybody. Please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We are huge on Amazon. We are huge on Verbal. I am basically Jeff Bezos's nephew at this point. Webb, do you want to add anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, not really. Um, it's our last show for 2021. So, wishing everyone uh, a great uh, New Year. Yes, everyone have a great New Year. Follow my bets. Do the opposite of website. Win some money. Start 2022 off right. You're the worst. I'm not really looking forward to seeing you in 2022. I'll tell you that. Did you think I was going to end 2021 by not insulting you? You're not married before. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great new year. We out.